AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Bootleg Kev Podcast. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Bada boom, reals, want to roll out, you done. How you doing? I done. My name is uh, Enzo, formerly known as Enzo Amore, pro wrestler, make music. Check me out. Rapper. Real one. Follow me on uh, IG and uh, Twitter with real one. R-E-A-L number one. Well, it's good to see you, man. I got to say that um, you guys were, I I don't spend a lot, I, I I do buy a lot of WWE merch, at least in my peak watching but I bought like all of your guys' t-shirts. Yo, you know what's funny? Before you, you guys t-shirts. got called up. So, oh, before we got called yeah. up. That's love. So for those people who don't know, as a pro wrestler, I wrestled in the WWE with a tag partner, Big Cass. Big Cass. I was just saying you guys, you know. So, yeah. So me and another guy named Cass, he was a... Uh, He's now W. Morrissey. Keep it your eyes peeled for him. On just a, a seven foot tall giant. TBS, TNT. I mean, maybe we'll see some more of him in, yeah. in the future, but he just did a spot on AEW. Big Kaz, uh, my former tag team partner, seven foot tall, played basketball at mm-hmm. NYU. Natural connection, me being from Hackensack, mm-hmm. New Jersey, him being from You Plains. played football, right? Yeah, I played college ball. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I didn't play an athlete on TV by any means, bro. As a pro wrestler, you know, you can hit the ropes, jump over mm-hmm. the top, do the flips. That wasn't my gimmick. That wasn't my, my deal. I just talked that shit, man. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, I remember watching you guys in NXT, and I just remember being like, you guys got the craziest crowd pops, and then your mic work was like... Yeah, you know, I... I owe it all to that crowd, bro, as you would say. You know what? Like, so what you're talking about is NXT is the farm system of the WWE at the time. At the time, they didn't have any shows that left, like, the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. So you were living in Tampa, and me, we were becoming, you know, a wrestling tag team, me and Big Cass. Yeah. On the indie kind of scene of WWE, like, just Florida. But then we left Florida, and then they did the Barclays Center. We yeah, the I, was at the, I was at Barclays. Yo, so that shit. was uh, Summer, so, SummerSlam 2015. So we went from, like, literally, we'd be wrestling in a little armory on a Thursday I night. Have the, I have the SummerSlam t-shirt, or the uh, the, the uh, NXT TakeOver t-shirt oh, for that shit, night. Oh, yeah. shit, man. I didn't keep any of that shit, man. I should have I kept a book. You, you know? guys wrestled that night. That was the night of... Uh, 
It was Sasha, Charlotte, and Bailey. Yeah, you guys. We were the first people to come through the curtain Mm -hmm. that weekend. And holy shit, what a homecoming. Man, for sure. I had the Yankee pinstripes on. I remember that. My man, shout out my boy Spiff TV, had me dripping. Yo, you always had the crazy fits, though. Oh, he had, you know, like, this is a gift from Spiff, man. Shout out my man Spiff. Like, these... Mm -hmm. Spiff's a big wrestling fan as well. This is real. So, you know, uh, Florida legend. wrestling, man, it, it, I owe a lot to it. It was a great opportunity. But for me, it was a runway, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I was known for the sneakers and the, and the, and the swag and the, and the clothes. And, like, that Barclays, I had that Michelin S Yankees with that New York City skyline mm-hmm. by my seamstress put in in Leopard with Biggie, the picture of him in the Coogee counting the money. With a, with a, I put a fucking statue of liberty crown on him and i wrote it was all a dream like i was swagged the fuck out nobody else was wearing the jays mm-hmm. at the time you and were doing rocking that. jordans yeah but i saw it as a runway like pro wrestling like yo this is like a, a great opportunity to like be seen so what you want to walk out there in underwear i mean all credit to my fucking dwayne johnson and steve austin right, 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 and fucking right, right. hulk hogan they did it dog yeah. but i was fighting an uphill battle i'm not well, yeah, a you're a guy, smaller you know? guy and i feel like um I feel like you kind of like made everybody kind of elevate their mic work because I man, I at, at, like when you guys, I felt like you, you were the most entertaining. Like well, it was like, this, it know, was like you and Paul Heyman. never been nothing like me and there never will be. No, it hasn't happened yet. Some I, of your promos no, you would cover just there fucking. There ain't no comparisons you could draw because I had this great blessing of Dusty Rhodes in my corner that allowed me to write my own shit. Whereas mm. most people didn't have that opportunity. Now who the fuck right now in the situation is going to tell Vince McMahon, let him say what he wants. You know, I had Dusty Rhodes in NXT go to Vince like this kid. His He's mother, got it. Let him do his shit. And now all of a sudden I'm writing my own shit and saying my own shit. And Cena cosigns me early. Mm. So now Cena's in your corner and he wants you to say your own shit. See, when you're in a room with other wrestlers and a producer and a writer and you guys are green and you're new in the business, mm-hmm. like you don't have a say in like, you know, and for one, imagine this. All right. We go out on TV. There's seven, seven minutes blocked out for our segment. All right. You got seven minutes curtain to curtain from the time you go through the curtain to the time you get your beauty shot at the top of the ramp of the victor. Right. Right. Now, within that seven minutes, you're going to a commercial break. That'll be two minutes. So you have five. So now you have you have five. But it's right smack dab in the middle. But you got to still entertain the crowd when the cameras aren't right. rolling for. So now it's a live audience you're working for, too. But you're really catering to the millions on TV. Right. But if you're Enzo and you come out talking shit and you got opponents in the ring, and we've only got five minutes and I'm going to match with four people, not two. I got big cast, my tag partner. Mm-hmm. And I got another two guys. So you mean to tell me I'm going to talk shit about you for three minutes and then I'm going to do wrestling moves to you for two minutes. What the fuck are you going to do? What are you going to do? So my job was real easy and real simple. I'm going to talk and that's it. I'm not allowed to do wrestling moves because we don't have fucking time for it, bro. I got to make the heels look like they're beating my ass. If I don't beat somebody, who the fuck did I just beat? Mm-hmm. You didn't beat nobody. What the fuck? If you're just talking shit about them mm-hmm. and, and they ain't credible and nothing. And know, then so. you get the the, the, the the high climatic tag, big cast comes oh, in. Oh, that was the recipe, man. So it's like probably the easiest job. I go out, I'm like, fucking bottom boom, how you doing? Somebody get, hits me from behind, right? Yeah. Now I'm in the corner and I'm getting beat up. And then you were like, like ah! Cass hasn't even gotten in yeah, the ring, yeah. you know? It's the simplest recipe ever. Yeah. Open every NXT show around the world. Open every WWE show around the world. This works. Big guy's in the corner. We can't get him in. Enzo says, you're soft. They spell it out. Soft. Enzo gets hit. 
I'm just getting beat up, bro. So I never had to show that I was an athlete. I never right. had to wrestle. All I had to really do was tag in the big guy. And I had to learn how to take an entertaining ass kicking and draw empathy for people and make them want to. So that was really my forte, I think, was selling in wrestling, what we call selling. And when that, you're is a, a hey, that is a serious uh, talent. I mean, I think it's probably the most important one. And if if you know who's if, really good at getting their ass kicked is Dolph Ziggler. I feel like he's oh, been yeah, getting he's just known for that. But hey, you know just, what they say is like he pigeonholed. Up. Now they say he pigeonholed himself. Like he's just known as the guy. <laughs> he's kind who's of like get a, his ass with. He's like the greatest jobber ever. Yeah, man. I, no, I mean he's a world champion, bro. No, he's so, got. He's yeah, got. But he, to your point, he got there because he took a great ass kick, and and we just as the people as fans wanted to see him do it. And I wasn't even in the company at that time. I heard that pop when he won the title. Mm-hmm. When Dolph Ziggler won it at uh, in New Jersey was the night you know, after he, Mania. Was when, he, when, when he had a Biggie behind him and AJ, I thought that was the best. I did. I that was probably, probably prior. Game, I don't fucking yeah, know. no, that was prior to probably that was like 2013, 12. I was a part of a hell of a wrestling revival and renaissance because at a time where there was only the WWE, NXT gave you an alternative product. Peak. I think I feel like you were part of peak NXT, which I oh, think it'll never get better. I mean, you had Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, right? Charlotte, Sasha. Becky, Bailey. Alexa Bliss, FTR, but you know, Buddy, Kevin Owens, and Blake, and Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, and Adrian Neville, and you know, it was wild. Yeah, Andrade it was. It was to me. It was. It was. Kenta. At that, it well, was I, fucking I think nuts. at that time it was better than. Um, and that's what I mean. People got to realize, like, oh, they want to sit here and point the finger, like, oh, this guy can't wrestle. This guy can't do this. It's like, dog, you're you got eight matches on a card. All right, you got your heavyweight title match. You got your what intercontinental title match. You got your tag team title match. Mm-hmm. You got your women's title match. Then you got a Royal Rumble hodgepodge with a bunch of people because if somebody gets hurt on one of those shows, you need to fill it with somebody, right? So maybe you got like a 16-man tag. Right. And that payday ain't going to be as good as the main event guy. Right. The guy who's in the main event versus the guy who's in the Rumble with 20, 30 other people. Man, me and Cass, without titles, had a, our own match on the WWE card, whether it was NXT or the WWE. That was crazy to me. It was like, bro, there's only eight spots, and four of them are for titles. But Enzo and Cass are so beloved that they don't need a title for their match. You're still going to go nuts when they come out. It doesn't have to be for anything. And right. me and Cass didn't have to overcomplicate it. It wasn't like kickouts and guys, you know. Right. It was like, no, I get, I talk shit. I get beat up. I tag Cass. He cleans house. Everybody's happy. And so that's I'm going to ask job. you this. So, um, Fun job. Fun, it, it, fun factor all the way through the roof. It felt like it went from like you because because you know I, where are these energy drinks coming from? Who's got one of these fucking I guys? Just, huh? uh, this thing's fire. You got one of them? Nobody got one. Of just got one from the liquor store. These are good. Uh, yeah. No, but it felt like uh, it was crazy. Just because like it felt like you guys were like the fan favorite in NXT. Uh, I forget which pay per view or which when you guys got called up, but I remember watching it on TV when you guys like made your. Uh, I might have been Raw or your your big your big yeah, debut. Yeah, Raw was the the night after WrestleMania in Dallas in 2016. I remember watching. So that it. was when we debuted, but we had been held in NXT a lot longer than everyone yeah, else. Yeah, because I think everybody was like, "What the fuck?" When are Enzo and Cass coming up? Man, Hunter wasn't about to give us up, dog. Yeah. Motherfucking Enzo and Cash was his drug. Yeah. We didn't, he wasn't about to send us up to fucking. He's like, hey, brother, we're just starting to fill these houses out. You ain't taking Enzo, Cass, Finn Balor, Adrian Neville, Sami Zayn, Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky all at motherfucking once. At least give, we still at least keep some, me Enzo yeah. and Cass. Yeah. And we became the victim of that. <laughs> fucking keeping us down in NXT waiting. But timing is everything. It couldn't have worked out better. The crowd was hungry. By the time we debuted, NXT was such a hot show. People knew who we 
we were. What was it about uh, what you were doing that uh, caught John Cena's attention, you think? Dog, the first day that I debuted in NXT, I had just gotten my name. I didn't even I hadn't even gotten a name. I hadn't had any matches. I had made a YouTube video that went viral, got signed by the WWE, had never had a wrestling match in my life, but had killed it every week in promo class since the day I showed up. And now Dusty Rhodes is all about it, and the other coaches want to get me shit-canned and fired, and the head coach at the time was really rough on me, and I didn't understand. I didn't understand wrestling. I didn't understand, like, getting heat. Like, what right, the right, fuck right. is heat? Like, what, what you're a man? You're going to go talk about me behind my fucking back? That backstage like, bro, bullshit. Like, yeah. I, I'm a fucking dude. Like, yeah, I come yeah. from Jersey. Yeah. If you talk shit in my neighborhood about another dude, we're going to call him on the phone and tell you, tell him right now. Or go right. tell it to his face. Right. Are you a fucking bitch? It's this weird, we don't talk shit. It's this weird wrestling culture, right? The first right? few times I'm in a fucking car with a few guys hearing him talk shit about other people, I spoke up. I was kind of like, hey, bro. Why don't you go fucking say that shit to him? And they quickly kind of realized, like, oh, Enzo ain't with the shits. Mm. And I kind of, I think I got ixnade from the weird sex world and and the secret world and the burial talking shit world. There was a weird there, sex I, world. I'm sure there's a sexcapade going on in backstage, all right? And I know I've heard things and blah, blah, blah. But bro, We've I seen never, videos. Dude, I've never got tied into any of that shit because I was, I feel like the outsider of pro wrestling that came in. But then I got lucky because... The likes of Finn Balor, who were in New Japan at the time, are yeah. watching NXT. And they're popping for Enzo and Cass, right? But they're just asking people who they know who are in wrestling, like, yo, what's what's Enzo and Cass like? Like, are, how, where did they yeah. come from? Were they wrestlers? And everybody's like, no, Enzo and Cass, are, they never wrestled before, really. Cass had a few matches right. for, and went to wrestling school with Johnny Rods in Brooklyn. So he definitely was trying to do it. But this shit just kind of fell in my lap. Wow. And I just kind of walked in unknowingly. Just being me, and that shit worked for me. But I can't give that advice to other people. I wouldn't tell. I well, would not. Well, not, not everybody you. has uh, your your, your talent on the mic, it, bro. I'll fucking sell a ketchup popsicle to a bitch in white gloves. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking out here, dog. Like fucking, well, pushing the sale forward. Always closing. Look under your fucking seats right now. All right, you know what I mean? I'm fucking in here. Give me the microphone. Hey, uh, so that was my thing. Yeah, and it was initially with Cass. Yo, was the, that shit was real. I would take. Cast out to nightclubs, and I would go to the guy at the door, and I'd be like, "Yeah, the Yankees are in town. He's a pitcher on the fucking Yankees bullpen. He's fucking getting up and coming. Guy, but we got to get in there and get bottles." Next thing you know, we're in the nightclub. Cast just doesn't realize he's seven foot tall with long fucking hair and it's looks like, yeah, like it's he Randy plays. Johnson's son. Dude, he looks like he plays for the Orlando Magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a Magic player this week. You know, it's whoever's on the road that week. Look it up, bro. We're in town. So I was getting cast into nightclub, and then that just became the gimmick in wrestling. So to me, I never really look at bro. When I first got signed to wrestling. I did not know what I was in for at motherfucking all. I was like, oh yeah, I called my friends. I'm like, yo, WrestleMania is in uh in New Jersey next year, dude. I'll definitely fucking be there. Are you kidding me? I'll probably be in the main event fighting for a fucking title. You know, right. no fucking problem. Being so naive worked to my advantage. Wow. Like, dude, do you have any idea how hard it is to get in there and get going and get on TV, get the crowd to like you, and then, you know, get matches on these cards and get on t Like, people are trying all over the world to do this right. thing. And this fucking opportunity just falls in my lap. And I'm like, yeah, I got this shit. No problem. So the first day John Cena saw me was my first match. I was on TV versus Mason Ryan as a job guy. I was going to put him over. I was like, yo, I got a bar story. I'm going to go home to the bar. Yo, pull up that wrestling match I had, dude. Fucking pull that shit up, bro. Wait till you see it. Oh, hell yeah. You got me one. So I was like, yo, fucking, you know, I didn't think it was. I was like, yo, I did it, though. Like, I did it. I got a match in the WWE. 
So they give me the name Enzo Amore, which I had pitched for hell and high water for. That was mm-hmm. the name I wanted because my initials are EA. So I was just pitching names, Esteban Apples, anything with a fucking EA. I was like, just give me EA. They gave me Enzo Amore. That's what I want. Is that man? I'm a big weed guy, right? I meant one love to me. I don't know much about, right. you know, I ain't no fucking bilingual motherfucker, yeah. but I'm speaking one language, motherfucking money. So anyway, Enzo Amore, one love, right? First head of the house, Enzo in a tie. John Cena is at the arena to keep the house. When we're in NXT, you can't keep people there. You got four episodes being filmed of TV. You're going to see the same people more than once or twice, and they're going to play out storylines that are going on television. In one night. In one night. So you're wow. getting like four or five, six hours of tapings, and they're taking all the rings off. You'll never forget, bro. When those are young in this shit. You go out there at first, and they have like 12 ring canvases on. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if somebody gets bloody, somebody sweats. Yeah. They just take the canvases off. So if you're the guy in the first match, we would all be back there waiting to hear the first big bump. Because, dude, you're just slamming down on the hardest fight. Dude, like nine fucking ring canvases. You know what I mean? They haven't taken them out yet. By the time you're in the main event, there's one or two canvases there. So it's an easier bump. Yeah. But that first thud, dog, that, that first thud was for real. What the fuck is this? Yeah, just bro? pop it on, on the... the- you guys fucking, you know what I'm saying? You guys got a budget around here? Fucking what, dude? A little fucking super glue, maybe? It slides right on. It slides right on. Um, yeah. uh, so, fucking. So, Cena was there to keep everyone there. Because, yeah, hey, Cena's yeah. going to be here. You so, everyone's it. like, we got to stay for yeah, Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't tell you that. Yeah. So, they're like, oh, John Cena's going to be on the show. And you're sitting there for one hour, two hour, three hour. Like, when the fuck is he coming out? Clearly, when the show's over. Yeah. So, the, so, John Cena sees me go to the ring, and he's like, he, he hears all the boys stand up in the back and clap. So all the guys in the locker room are clapping because I'm debuting, and they know that I'm the best on the mic, and I'm not getting an opportunity. I have never had a match, and I'm debuting, and the coach wants me fired and dead. So they're like outlaw shit. They all stand up and clap for me, right? And then that catches John Cena's attention. He's like, "Who the fuck? why are you guys all clapping for this motherfucker? And Tyler Breeze just happened to be the guy who was standing there that he asked. And Tyler Breeze was put us over to his credit. Thank you, Tyler. But Tyler Breeze is like, yo, these guys, uh, talking about me and Cass, he's like, Cass wasn't there. I was debuting. Cass had not done any NXT yet. Mm-hmm. They were saving him for whatever, to fire him or to put him on. Well, <laughs> who he's the fuck a giant, knows? yeah. I'm going out there to get killed. But when I went out there, I cut my shtick, and I said, bada boom, real sky in the room. I don't, right? And fucking John Cena stood up and said it back, like, bada boom, real sky in the room. I don't know this is going on, dude. I walk from the back. I'm like, oh, God, it's all over. I'm getting fired. I feel yeah. like a fucking loser. I just let that guy beat my ass. Fucking this shit's fucking for, for gazes, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm shitting on it. I'm so mad at myself. I'm like, right. I just lost. Like, I just look like a loser. Mm-hmm. I'm getting fired. Whatever. I did it, right? And the fucking kid comes running up to me, this kid, Rob Naylor, who worked backstage as a producer, and he's like, John Cena wants to see you. So John Cena asked me to get in the ring with him, not knowing. I'm so green, I don't realize I booked my own shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy's my tag team partner. Bro, we were just, me and Cass were just doing tag team uh, promos for Dusty mm-hmm. Rhodes for like two, three weeks. Dusty liked it. But it, we were by no means a tag team. But now I just tell John Cena he's my tag team partner. He goes, get in your shit and meet me backstage, and we're going out on the mics. I'm like, what the fuck? Cass is bugging out. We walked back there. Triple H looked at us like, what the fuck are you doing here? And John Cena's like, oh, have them come out with me in the dark segment. Now I just, he just went over Triple H's like and booked this shit. And uh, I don't know what plans they had for Cass. 
You know what I'm saying? So now all of a sudden I'm out there with gas. Well, we're intellectual savior of the masses is Damian Sandow. I loved Sandow. Sandow's awesome. So Sandow's cutting promos with Cena, and he's supposed to be smart, right? Intellectual savior of the masses is, is what they call him. So that was why I said, he's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Because, you know, like, he's a smart and you guy. Can't right? teach and that. then I said, how many dimples are on a golf ball? You know how many dimples are on a golf ball? There are exactly 168 dimples on a golf ball. You know how many dimples are on my hind end? Zero. You want to know why? Because I'm hard body. You know who you are? You're SAWFT. Shift. And fucking John Cena was like, what the fuck did you just call him? And I was like, Shift. And they, they just, the crowd repeated it. Now, the next time me and Cass are on a show, I'm taking people's jackets. I got a merch. Uh, I got a staff shirt on i'm fucking i'm not booked i don't get booked again we go to the tv taping the next one ryback's there in the dark segment because he's feuding with john cena right so his gimmick is feed me more me and Cass got summons five minutes before we had to go through the curtain we're sitting backstage and they're just going shift shift the crowd the crowd so they just call fucking five minutes they're like you're going out with Ryback in five minutes we're like what so we, me and Cass went out there and we had to think of things to say his gimmick was feed me more feed me more so we were like you ladies are in the meathead you got a real cheap date in the ring right now all you got to do is take them to the local golden corral you guys know what you, we're, we're gonna have Cass Cass just rattled everything off on a fucking menu and I went hey don't hey don't how you doing? And now the crowd's saying, how you doing? So, bro, the first two times we went out there, we did soft and how you doing, and we haven't even been on TV yet. Shit. So if you're at home in the UK or you're watching NXT, we come out for the first time and you watch that Orlando crowd, they go nuts, but you don't know. Well, you're like, who the f- now You've been building that crowd. Why the fuck? But they, yeah, we built that crowd in the dark, and then by that time, that was our crowd, and... uh they just did whatever fuck Enzo and Cass wanted to do with us. And, and I, I mean, anything like we could have farted in the microphone and they would have been like, yes, that was yeah. fucking brilliant. It was unreal. So we just got so lucky. <clears throat> Timing. So Cena, Cena had so much. I mean, and that's my fucking wrestling story. That's where it ends. Dog. So I never figured out what the fuck I was doing after that. <laughs> Bootleg Kev podcast. Got to stop things real quick. Tell you about our good folks at Blue Chew. Listen, fellas, if you're trying to get your dick right, you're trying to stay harder. Everyone wants to be hard. Can you stay hard? You know what I mean? If you need some help with your dick is essentially what I'm trying to say. You need to go to bluechew.com and get down with uh, something that I feel like is imperative in having yourself a lovely evening with a lovely young lady or male, whatever you're into. If you go to bluechew.com, you will get a blue chew. It has the same active ingredient as Cialis and as Viagra. Right. But guess what? It doesn't have the awkward doctor visits. That's right. You don't got to wait in line at some lobby to go get you some fucking shit to get your dick working and have some awkward conversation with a nurse and then have an awkward conversation with a doctor. And then he writes you a prescription and then you go to the pharmacist and then it's awkward because you pass them the prescription and everyone knows you're picking up dick stuff. You know what I'm saying? No. Blue Chew. You go to the website. It's all online. It gets sent straight to your house in discreet packaging in a chewable form. Listen, your first month free right now when you go to bluechew.com and you use the promo code bootleg. That's right. You get the first month for free. Bluechew.com, promo code bootleg. Thank me later. All right. Go get your dick together, fellas. Interesting to me is you obviously, uh, what, what, because you guys went to the, the. I was a rapper from New Jersey working on moving trucks. And I got that phone call from Triple H to go have a tryout. Bro, fucking what? 
Was and this was off of, and your buzz was off yeah, of just YouTube. Got, yeah, well, off of Barstool Sports, put up a few videos of me talking shit. Triple H was training with a strength coach, my strength coach mm -hmm. from college football, and I knew him. So my strength coach showed him this video, and then he said he trains at my gym. And then Triple H called me on the phone. I'll never forget. I was sitting outside of a blimpy restaurant. I was like, "Good subs." They they fucking shut that thing down. I'll tell you what the pandemic. I think Blimpy's a rap, Pandemic right? did a motherfucking number on some good places, man. Yeah, it's so whack. Blimpies. What's the other? What's There's still some Blimpies. You ever seen there? a standalone? You ever mm. see a fucking Blimpy standalone? I'm talking about a just a standalone stand? nah. Blimpy. That sounds like some East like Coast shit. Uh, no, there's one in Atlanta by DDP's house, bro. No, I, I, every time I go to DDP's, go fucking touch my toes, do some yoga with his ass. You do the DDP D yoga. DDPY, man. DDPY. Don't call it yoga, motherfuckers. DDPY. Yeah, yeah. DDPY. That's what he calls it. Um, this ain't your mommy's yoga. Look, at this ain't no spokesperson here for fucking DDPY, bro. I fucking... <laughs> I can barely touch my toes as it is. Um, But... uh. Talk about your relationship with Dusty Rhodes, man. Oh, bro. I mean, on I, I, there ain't really a relationship. I mean, it's kind of like you see him and there's a mystique and he's just floating on air and he walks by and he's just Dusty fucking Rhodes. So imagine you got this WWE Performance Center. It's got seven rings in it. Even before that, in the Florida Championship Wrestling, I was FCW, in. FCW, yeah. I was there for a year. And that, that year that I had there is what prepared me because NXT became a whole different animal. You know, it is a Yeah, because FCW was it's in the Tampa area, right? Yeah. It's was a it off Gandhi? Bro, there was no cameras, dog. Yeah. Shit went down. That's where, like, Seth you know? Rollins was at. That's where every shit went down. Yeah. People got belittled. People got shit on. People got beat up. And that's the way shit's supposed to be, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah it's, I didn't complain. I was happy to be there. Yeah. Beat the shit out of me. You guys are going to make me rich? Right. You know, I don't give a fuck. So, I mean, too many people complain. Political correct world. They had to change the things up. They put the seven rings. They built this the huge performance, performance center. center. And that was unbelievable. And that was, I was, I was the first people in there among the first crew. Wow. So that's timing's everything, you know, to be a part of the NXT when they get all these great wrestlers from around the world, you know, Samoa Joe, Finn Bat, like, that's crazy. I just happened to be in there. And like timing is everything. I just got lucky. So I feel like anybody who grew up in my fucking town would have fucking made it. Like, just give him a fucking mic. Give him a mic. Send him the fuck. If you weren't funny in my neighborhood, you didn't fucking last. You couldn't hang out. Right. You got shitted on. That's like, crazy. You know, you just had to be a funny motherfucker growing up. Hey, you spoke of the uh, wild sexcapades. Now, we did see a leaked video. Uh, shout out to Paige, who's a real one. Xavier Woods was in it. There's a few people in that video. I'm not commenting on this. Move okay. along. I, well, Move was along. It, I was going to say, was it a very like a... Uh, oh, bro, I had no idea. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I was the outsider. So, no, so I was going to ask, is everyone just fucking each I other? Must, look, at, dude, I guess that maybe like my gaydar said like, hey, like this guy ain't with the shits. Like he's not going to, you know. And I, I feel like, I don't know. There's just like, there's probably a weird sex world. Just like there's, dude, do you ever see porno? You go on any site. Yeah. There's a new bitch every day, brand new. Where are these people coming from? This is an alternate planet. Florida. They're going. This is Florida. They're coming from Florida. I don't doubt it. It's America's basement. Yeah. It's a fucking good place. Got bad odor. You know what I mean? Just it's like its own little country. There's oh, like yeah. middle Florida. There's but like. I'm just saying there's more people doing this than you could ever imagine. So imagine it infiltrates probably every workplace. That's just fair. like wrestling. So I'm just saying I didn't reek of that odor that said like he's a, he's going to get in there and fucking give it hell and we're going to put on a show. I'm a performer, but in the ring, not in, you know, for the eyes. In right, the cameras. Right, right. 
What uh, What do you think went wrong for you guys? Like, what do you think? Oh, like Enzo and Cash? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bro, what do you mean? Who had a better time than Enzo and Cass? Bro, don't hate on me for living my life. People want to also, what happened to me? What went wrong? Motherfucking, uh, you know, some fucking lying ass hoe out in Phoenix. But outside I remember that. that. And I'm from Phoenix. I ate. Yo, man. I love Arizona. Sedona's hot. I love it over there. But I love Arizona. I totally I forgot Tucson. about that. It was the so, chicken yeah, Phoenix. So, yeah, man, I was, hey, man, big. Uh, and American. you were like, you were popping up in my homies' clubs and shit at that time. You oh, were going I'm to like sure, Lux. Bro. I was and, out here. Yeah. Out here, yeah, bro. Yeah. When I was in the WWE and I had the Cruiserweight title and I was living in LA, you'd see me with the title in the nightclub with the yeah, weekend. Well, you, I was going to say, party. you were very active in LA for a, for a while. Years. My yeah. whole time I was in the WWE on TV. Yeah, you were and like... That's what I mean. I live with my best friends from high school in a house in the hills, like Entourage, mm-hmm. with an infinity pool and a fucking bulldog that passed away. God rest Frankie, man. Fucking love you, buddy. But I owe him a lot. He's a little angel. I just remember following little you being angel. like, yo, this guy's, go to heaven. this guy's fucking outside. 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 So I lived it, right? And, um, man, if you're outside, you're going to have a target on your back. You know, look, you know, I, that's what happens. I'm sorry. And I just had to look at my situation and say, like, dog, I don't owe anybody an apology. I'm not apologizing. I lived your dream, motherfucker. Are you fucking kidding? Of course. I lived your... You wish that you could fight for a title in Madison Square Garden, win a title in the WWE, get fired with a title around your waist, and get to put your friends on in a house in the hill, and go fucking put your little brother on. My brother's the biggest music video maker out there right now. He's working with Cole Bennett. He's his DP. Fucking my brother shot... Who's your brother? Post, Post Malone's Motley Crew. Shout out my brother. He's killing it, man. He's out there. He's he's up there with the, Who is with the greats right now. I might know him. Uh, B.A. Cinema. Okay. Uh, Brett Art. Okay. Uh, my little Brett Killing the it. Hitman Art. I would always see you with the, uh, what was that kid's name? Tyler, who had the clothing line? You would see him because he came to all the wrestling shows. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kid is a super fan who gets in the yeah. front row of all these shows and he owns a clothing line. And that was awesome to have a friend that had these clothes, though, at that time. Because, bro, everybody thinks, like, yo, I'm spending all my money on Gucci and shit. Like, at, getting- that, at that time, I was getting a lot of outfits on TV from homie. Wow. Like, just lacing me in the spiff. Like, yo, spiff, let me borrow, like, you know, I would walk out to the ring with 100K on my neck. Because it was spiffs, and I had friends in the in the game in the industry, and I was just, you know, using those exploits to play a character. I wasn't actually that motherfucker. I'm not that stupid. I mean, right, right. you know, I fucking, you know, I might have some, got some red bottom shine. You know, I'm not that, and I'm fucking blowing all my load on on, on, uh, on, on the, fucking clothes. But hey, the way chains. I saw it was, man, no, I had the flyest ring gear, right? right? I invested a lot in my ring gear, but those were investments. And I, I, you know, by buying sneakers and wearing a new pair every single week, eventually Champ Sports DMs me. We start up that WWE relationship that's still there today. Mm-hmm. I start, I, I literally got my own Jordan. Michael Jordan made me Jays. That's so crazy. It's crazy. I have two pairs. I've only wore one. Which is nuts, but Reggie gave him to me. Michael's right hand man. I met Marcus backstage. His son, who's in Orlando, trophy room. He got the trophy room. Yeah. So, like, I got to know all these people through pro wrestling, and I was able to launch a new opportunity for myself into music, which now is is you know happening. So How is the music crazy. thing? Because I I'm not gonna lie to you. I I heard this when you first got let go and you were putting out music videos. I was not crazy about the music. I was not very. I was not. I was not crazy about Phoenix. It. No the video for Phoenix. I just mean, the, I just oh, mean the, the, album. the shit that you were putting out Bro, on World Star. You were putting out videos on. I put out two videos on World Star. Yeah, th- those I remember hearing. I'd be two like, videos. Hey, 
You might want to stick to wrestling. All right, fuck hey. it. But hey, hey, play some play some rap, man. But I'm I'm just play curious. Some rap. I'm just some curious bars right now. Don't call well, I, don't call me out, bro. I never let anybody down on a microphone, right? So people don't want to give me a chance because I have the stigma of a pro wrestler. Chris Jericho, when he started out in rock Fozzie. music, Fozzie started yeah. out in rock music, got laughed off stages. And okay? now he's got he's gold got records. 58 million fucking views on Judas. He's got a number one record for on Billboard. He's got so if you think that I'm not going to stick to this thing, you don't know Eric. You don't know real right. one. You don't know me. I don't give up. Motherfucker, you think I got to the top of the W? You have any idea how much harder it is to have a fucking cruiserweight title, main event, and fucking Madison Square Garden? Bro, 100%. what the fuck are we talking about? So you think that I'm not going to pop off of my music? I didn't say I, that. I will blow your mind. Well, I'm curious at this. I ain't scared, motherfucker. I'm curious. What are like, you going to do? You a dirty bitch. You're going to fucking talk back? I don't fucking think so. You're my bitch. See this microphone? It's my bitch. There it is. I was going to say, um, nowadays, are you still, are you doing indie shows? Oh, bro, I, I hop out there here and there, man. I, I love seen, it. Uh, and then you'll I, do conventions tell and you stuff? What, dude, when I needed money, bro, you couldn't pay me to wrestle. Couldn't. It's an ego thing, right? You were just like, I'm I done. did it at the highest level. I'm Fuck done, this. man. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. But I got it. I got. I got a good life now, and I and I make money outside of pro wrestling, and I have a business, and I do okay. And when you don't, when you look at the bank account and you don't need the money to get in the ring, then it doesn't become about you. Right. And it becomes about a, the opponent. Right. And the young kid that I'm wrestling. Right. And me helping him along and and, and furthering his career it mm. means nothing for me to fucking win a match. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Right. Right. But this kid, for instance, I just did Major League Wrestling MLW. Yeah. I had the exact same match as Razor Ramon and One Two Three Kid after Scott Hall passed away. Wow. I had the exact same match. Watch it back. Mirror them. It's the exact match. That's crazy. I did everything that they did just to, to verbatim. So One Two Three Kid, Moonsault, One Two Three, mm -hmm. heard around the world. I put this little kid over, right? This kid Casey. Why? Because it does a lot more for him beating me than it does for me beating him. I don't give a fuck. We could tell stories. We could figure this out. Like, yeah. And 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 that was my thing. Like, uh, I think that there's definitely been a, a connotation about me that maybe is out there or a perception in pro wrestling that like, you know, I I, I don't do good business or something. Like, are we fucking kidding? I spent my whole career losing. I had no problem losing, and it never was real to me in that regard. Like, dude, write the script. You know, some people get butt hurt, play the game of politics, and. Try to you know win or lose you know mm -hmm. mean something to them like man they told me I was losing I was like how are we losing what what do you want to do yeah I don't give a fuck hey pause for a piss I just drank a no, whole water no piss this, pause this is the piss hey, right here isn't that your fire this is fire 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 yeah <laughs> it's good no sugar it doesn't it tastes just like a fucking warhead man that's something in there. Yeah, that thing tastes just like a fucking warhead. That's lit. Yeah, we got some. Uh, I got some new music out now, so that's what I'll get to telling him. It's funny, right? When I got fired, I had been in the studio since 2012, so I dropped music that I had from 2013 and 14. So imagine my voice doesn't sound anything like that now, but I have all these records that I own that I cut, and I was like, "What am I? Who am I? If I didn't invest my money in this shit for me to, so I put it out without any listening sessions or anything, you know? It's like, here, world. So 
We're back after the piss. <laughs> so here's here, here's how it goes in the music, motherfucker. I was a rapper before I was a wrestler. So you were they, rapping. They first. found me. They found me. I was a rapper talking shit. And um, Triple H said to me when I got signed, do you want to be a rapper? Do you want to be a wrestler? I said, I want to be a wrestler. He said, I don't want to hear about this rap shit again. So I'm in the WWE. I'm under contract, and I know that everything I do is owned by them. Mm-hmm. So I meet Spiff. I get in the studio. I get some of the best beats and Grammy award-winning producers, right. libraries. I have beat libraries from Spiff back in the day that I hear on Kanye albums, that I hear on Travis Scott albums. Wow. And I was just practicing over these beats. I right, right, right. right. While you were wrestling. While I was wrestling. So I was just in the studio trying to get better, trying to work on this craft. And you got to be focused. you got you got to treat the same. Like, if you want to be a rapper, Eric... You got to go treat it the same way you treated wrestling. Mm-hmm. This is no fucking half-ass shit. You got to go full tilt. And I was just toying with the music, trying to get myself prepared for a life outside of the WWE, which mm-hmm. I was well on my way to. I mean, if you watched where I was at, you know, I didn't plan on re-signing. Oh, you didn't plan on sticking never. around? My body was fucking broken. I never missed dates. I got booked every weekend. You know how hard it is to get booked every week in the yeah, WWE? Yeah, for people who don't realize, like, how many dates a year is that because people don't understand it's not just uh smackdown and raw there's dark shows and smaller markets that aren't on tv it's probably about 100 to 200 matches a year and you're wrestling taking bumps you're getting thrown away including all the travel and all the other shit that you're doing just a real crazy lifestyle man it's insanity so it's not sustainable there are the freaks that get it done like who legends chris jericho like what yeah he's Cut from a different cloth. Or like, I like, can't be broken. Well, even thinking like peak John Cena, like John Cena was John everywhere. John Cena still to this day, like he didn't. He, he didn't. just the schedule. I just think about like 2010 John Cena's Bro, schedule. That's how that's how Dwayne Johnson flipped his shit, man. He took a a fucking note out of Vince McMahon's playbook. Like, yeah. hey, bro, first guy to show up, last guy to leave. Wake up at 4 a.m. Fucking don't take no for an answer. It's like yeah, there it is. Like work harder than everyone. It's just work man, that harder than everyone. Insane. And, and, but that's the thing, right? The, Vince would never ask you to do something he wouldn't do. That's what I tell my people. So that's 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 it, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I I got it. I I didn't. I I looked at him. I admired Vince the whole time I was there. I wanted to be that guy. So, so it so, seems like you. I mean, obviously, but the music. This is where I'm at. I was going to say, but so the what music. happened was I had all this music I had been making when I released that project Mm -hmm. that's music from 2013 2014 that i'm releasing in 2018 that is not who i sound like now but because i had invested this money owned these beats and had this shit laid out out. had to put it out didn't question it are there records out there that i'm not proud of no i'm proud of every one of them because i had the balls to release it and i didn't give a fuck what anybody had to say Mm. that's where you win don't give a fuck Say what you want. Why don't you print out those lyrics? You don't like the way I sound. You don't like the way I rap. Print out my lyrics, and you'll see that I am a fucking writer. Well, you're I'm the a same guy who wrote soft. I'm the same guy who wrote yeah. every promo. So, like, if you don't believe in me, great. Like, have the guy ha, has a guy like West Side Gun or uh, it tried to give you any pointers because he's a huge wrestling. Man, I don't fanatic. think anybody fucking listens to anybody else's music, bro. Like do 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 does like, anybody? I'm, I'm like well, you're in here talking well, no, to rappers I'm a, all day. Just I'm assuming I'm do just assuming no other rappers anymore. Yeah, I'm assuming that you know there's there's like that built in like the smoke dizzes and the wale. I got smoke on and, my track Virgil. Me and Virgil, me me and Smoke Dizza did a track called Virgil, mm-hmm. uh, and the song's hot. And Smoke heard it, and he asked me to get on it. Oh wow! 
So, like, that's what I mean, man. I'm a different sound than that first album. That album ain't what I bring to the table. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm. You're still getting better. Don't put me in the box, bro. Like, fucking, unless it's a casket match. Is it very hard to break the stigma when people first just kind of like? I'm still trying to break it now, and it's going to be a while. But I ain't, I ain't scared. Like, yo, right. if you don't listen to my music, I bet you fucking will. Eventually. That's how it got. That's how it goes. Yeah. I don't. I look at man. I'm fighting an uphill battle. I was a, looked at as a pro wrestler. People only see me as Enzo Amore too. They don't like. I could have went and played, you know, a gothic guy that fucking stabbed you. You know what I mean? Like whatever like that right. that's who you play on TV. yeah this is your character so like yeah there's an ounce of ounce of enzo and eric you know what i mean or a couple ounces maybe a couple fucking you yeah. know short of a fucking quap but I, i'm i'm in there um it seems like you know with that incident the false allegations really kind of changed your life for sure man but silver lining right i just said to you my little brother he shot motley Cruz post malone right he shot fucking justin bieber's mm-hmm. most recent video he shot he's done everyone my my bro he shot his first music video it was phoenix wow my music video got fucking like 3.8 million views and that's my first ever fucking song not to mention the millions of streams it did for me and that was his first video that was his first video it put him on man what is opportunity if you don't provide it to others around you especially your family and and i came from you know a small town my dad was a dj Mm-hmm. All right. I got handed a microphone by his time I was 13. Like a club bar DJ, radio bot, DJ, bar mitzvahs, bot mitzvahs, weddings. clubs, corporate events, gotcha. anything that paid. Mobile DJ. Motherfucking mobile DJ. Yeah. That's my dad. Good gig, man. My dad did that. My brother picked up the camera and started filming the weddings and yeah. shit. Next thing you know, I'm out there doing the macarena and the cha-cha slide with the kids and shit. I already had this naturally in me because this is the food on my dad's table. Mm-hmm. We don't eat if we don't get return business so you better take all the stickers off the sunglasses when you give them out during the Blues Brothers song. You better fucking put the lays on the women and make sure they don't have the tags on them, okay? Like, we're doing a gentleman's choice dance. Take the fucking, you know, shit off the rose. It was like that I had to be nice to the kids, right? I got to be out there with kids mm. and getting them to do the who let the dogs out and yeah. fucking dancing with kids. Man, how natural was that of a transition to deal with these children in pro wrestling that love this shit? Yeah. And I was just lucky, you know, that, that I had a, a father who, who exposed me to a trade that I didn't realize was a trade. It is, you man. Know, it's like if your dad's a mechanic and he teaches you about cars, great. You got a trade. I didn't realize what my dad was doing when I'm sitting there hitting play for the fucking intros for the bridal party. You know, it's like some, that, yeah. that, he's out there on the microphone with a whole fucking room of people. Yeah. So you learn something from there. But you definitely music do. is in my veins and it's always been there. That's dope, man. And and my brothers, you know, got these opportunities. So he's that would that would have never happened if I was still in the WWE. I also made a music video with my brother for my grandma who passed away. It's a PG record. It's not a record where I'm cursing. Right. But it's Hail Mary full of grace. Hail Mary full of grace. Might have lost my mind and never lost my faith. Hail Mary full of grace. So it's this church song. And it's me and my grandma in the music video. She passes away a few months later. Wow. So I knew she was dying. And my brother and I made this song and shot this video, Grace. Check it out on Real One YouTube. And it's touched more people at meet and greets that I meet than so much of the things I've done in wrestling. I've wow. tattooed lyrics on people's arms wow. from that song that I've taken my pen and they've gotten that inked on them. And wow. So, like, that is so, man, that wouldn't have happened. If I was in WWE, I would have been on the road, and I wouldn't have spent the last six months of my grandmother's life living across the street. And spending time with her. Bro, I live with her. I lived across the street. I went home. That's what I did. I got fired. I left my brother here in L.A. 
And I went home. I took, I, I, I left the party. I left everything behind and I went home. And I, now I own a music studio and a boxing gym, State of Fitness Boxing Club in New Jersey. So, Congrats. you know, I, I set my foot in the ground and it's like, yo, if music doesn't work out next week, next year, 10 years from now, I own a music studio and I'll be making money off music forever. And you got to, I mean, you're going to make, you're going to make money forever based on your legacy in professional Which wrestling. Which is insane. Yeah. Seven years in the WWE, that's you all macho. You have to always had. be up there with the with with merch too, because I number feel like one every for a while, dude. I feel like our rookie year, we were number one, which is unheralded. People in their rookie year don't become the number one merchandise. Yeah, you guys had but the baby blue also shirt. Remember, man, yo, it's two people, cups, two people. Yeah, you know, two people's more powerful than one person. You know, shout out to Cass, man. Yeah, shout out to Cass, man. He killed it. So and now he's killing it. Now he's back out there, bro. But but the the music, man. You need to play me a motherfucking beat, bro. I need to sit here and prove my motherfucking self, bro. I mean, we could do that if you'd like. It's up to we you. have to. It's we have to. Um, would you? You know what's crazy? Because obviously, I always look at you as uh, I said, like in in a shit in recent memory. I think of you. I think of Paul Heyman as like my favorite guys to just watch talk shit on the mic. Well, it's funny. I stole from him, right? My name is Paul Haven. My name is Enzo Amore. Bro, when you walk into a room, introduce yourself. That's pretty much, you know, standard, right? Mm -hmm. Now, why not, right? How many people did that? Not many. I don't. I was going to say, would you ever come back as a manager? Never. Not in a million years. I, I, I belong in the ring. I'm a wrestler, and people didn't know... But I didn't care to show, and I still we don't. Think, you know, I still don't. If you come to my boxing gym and you're a young wrestler like this kid Casey, I'll get in the ring with you, and I will show you takedowns and show you wrist locks and show you holds and show you shoot fucking MMA and judo takedowns. Have but they, that's not Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore ain't play. Bro, we have Chad Gable out there. That right. guy was an Olympian. Why the fuck would my character go out there and try to wrestle him? Right. My character's going to kick him in the nuts and fucking pull a bag over his head and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. That's who I play. Mm -hmm. Would you ever... Uh, well, has there been any discussions of bringing you back to WWE or any... I've heard... I've heard things. Um, we trended, me and Cass... Uh, in the world with these rumors uh, and it was funny because the, the the blame was put on me saying oh Enzo's starting rumors about himself and it's hilarious because I found out down the line from somebody in the building that it was talked about in NXT and uh, probably do... shot down but fucking I how would I know I didn't start those what about rumors. AEW uh, I mean you know I don't watch it but I hear from everyone who's there that are my friends that they are having the time of their life. They love working for Tony Khan and that um, the crowds are incredible and the houses are good and the fans are avid. So, like, I mean, I'm not in this situation where I need to get back out there, but I understand the value of television, what it does for you, what it does for your career, what it would do for my music, what it would do for my face and, and my brand in general. Like, I get it. And I need that for my mom and dad. Honestly, it's not even about me. Mm -hmm. It's like I got taken off a mountaintop in the worst fashion, you know, but in reality, I never even got a phone call from police, bro. we're talking about a tweet. You know, I don't know what you Amber heard, but the shit ain't fucking real around here. You know, the shit is fucking fugazi. It's not fucking it's so crazy, right? That like, uh, dude, uh, you, you literally get a tweet. A tweet. Someone tweets that you do something, and then you it's get on, fired, yeah, but you're so blasted fun. on the internet. And then I will give the people the benefit of the doubt here. 
they might have said some crazy shit at the start, and I was a heel and I was a bad guy, and there were some haters. But bro, five thousand people came to see me in Times Square the night I dropped the Phoenix music video. Wow! I sold out Times Square by my fucking self. I in that moment realized, like, dog, if I don't figure this out, like, I, I don't need to go back to WWE. That's There's crazy. five thousand people in Times Square right now. I gotta fucking figure this out, monetize it, something. So you know, I'm working on a podcast with uh, EFN. And Nori, Shout out to, and yeah, Spiff the Drink TV. Champs. Yep, yep, yep. So Spiff TV and the guys at Drink Champs are giving uh, Zoe the mic, and and, and we're going to do the realest champs. Got to be big. The realest champs. I, I mean, I heard you on uh, you know one of the interviews I loved. Uh, I heard you on Stone Cold's podcast a few years ago. Felt like a few years ago. How long? Man, ago was that? that is the coolest dude ever. He's the guy that don't let you down. You know they say when you meet your when heroes, you meet your heroes, you they, get let down. Yeah, dude, he, he exceeds all, all expectations. You're like you are exactly who I hoped you would be, bro. Beyond it, dude. He always answered when I called him. I won't test it out. Anymore because right. I don't have anything to add. If I had some, if right. I had some wrestling shit, I needed you know Snow yeah. Cold for maybe. But um, man, he was so cool. I, I would call him on the road when I was in WWE and be like, "Yo, I'm going through this. I'm going through that." And he would be like, "Bop, bop, bop." And I'll be like, they yeah. always would say that, like right, like uh, you you hear you know when you watch these wrestling documentaries or when you're kind of a nerdy wrestling fan, you hear about the heat word that you brought up earlier or like how. How there's certain guys that are backstage who are like uh, locker room guys. Like we always hear about how the Undertaker would like lead the locker room back in the day. I think you're dealing with a whole new world, a whole new culture, and that shit is probably not as good as dead, but is a it's dying. Close, right? It is a dying um, culture. I would imagine. You would Man, hope. You're talking about they policed the boys in the locker room during an era where everyone was on steroids, doing pills, drinking, doing coke. There needed policing. You needed a big ass motherfucker who's gonna rain down some hell and some terror, right, motherfucker. Right, right. You know. Now we're getting drug tested and and Fortune five hundred company, and you're going out there and you're doing all these, you know, make a wish and this that. Yeah. You have a certain level of professionalism that is maintained in the building to begin with. If you walk through the door, and you're not gonna get through the door if you can't be like so. Like that's another thing for me. It's like, yo, you got to know me for seven years. I worked for the WWE, right? You know me, and I was here doing Make-A-Wish shit with kids, and you know me. Mm -hmm. So when you fire me, you make me look really fucking bad when you know that I didn't do this. You know who I am. You know I'm a good motherfucker. So that was my only gripe at that time. I wasn't bitter. I Did wasn't Triple H read out to you, reach out to you at all? And that was another thing I never heard from anybody, but I'm not fucking, bro. They got bigger fish to fry. The show goes on, man. Next day, I'm gone. The show goes on. The yeah. wheels keep turning. You're just cogging the wheel. WrestleMania is a billion-dollar brand. WWE is a billion-dollar brand. They're two separate brands. Yeah. I mean, Raw and SmackDown might be billion-dollar. I don't fucking know, but I'm just saying that thing is going to keep going no matter what. And I was lucky to be there, lucky to have my opportunity, and it's a very thin line that you walk when you get on someone else's TV show and your ego says that you're going to do this or you're not going to do that. You know, I think you got to be a team player to be there. I don't think anybody gets on the show if they're not. I can imagine you had, as you would say, a cup of haters. Who who was... I think that for sure I had haters. But man, people didn't say that shit. I was going to say, like, people in the locker room, shit, was man. there anybody who you had any sort of rivalry with or who just... No, I definitely had an, uh, an incident or two that led to some hands being thrown. But that just fucking comes with the territory. And if you didn't get there, then you probably didn't get on TV. And you didn't get to the top. And I've been in the main event, and it's literally come off the heels of a physical altercation backstage. With who? I'm not going into okay. details, bro. I'm a gangster, dog. You ain't getting me to shit here and talk about that shit. I'm saying, bro, I don't talk shit about yeah. people. That's not my MO. I don't have to bury anybody. Well, I, I get paid to bury people. 
don't get I, I ain't i ain't gonna bury you unless i'm out a, there building towards a match mm -hmm. and there's some money involved and we're working an angle because if you want me to talk shit i'm gonna do it better than anybody in the fucking world so why am i gonna waste my breath if, you know it's not gonna build anything what uh for you like uh now that you're would you say that you're mostly focused on the music shit yeah, man. I think, uh, well, that's a lie. I mean, I have a, a film project that I'm working on that is real. And uh, I just don't want to give away details and just, you'll see it when it happens. And, and that's then great. I'm assuming you're... I, I'm also in a movie called Jersey Bread that's coming out. Shout out Greg Russo and Lorenzo. Uh, guys, uh, gave me the role. Um, th th then I, I'm, I'm working on a film um, about wrestling, a TV series. That'd be dope. So, so uh, I'm, you know, that's what's, exciting. Uh, yeah, they, they, I know but that. No, uh, the music is full, full, full fucking focus. That's the reason why I'm here today. I know we got talking about wrestling, but that's it's natural. I'm also a fucking big wrestling. It's fan. natural though. It happens yeah. I mean, anytime I sit down for an interview. I got to go back and rehash the John Cena story, and I got to tell people how it started because it's you know. But um, hey, I'm curious because you did say that you guys had the uh, some. I mean, the merch. How does that work in WWE? Bro, if, they made. Like, what do Dog. you get off of that? Like, if you have the... Oh, man. Off so of each T-shirt. Standard is 5%. If you're in a tag team, 2.5%. You split it. Me and Cass split 5%. As the number one merchandise sellers in the WWE, we made $8 million on the certified GT shirt in a year for them. That's just that shirt. That's not including all the houses, all the places that we went to, the bookings. That's just that shirt. So off a we single saw shirt. the numbers. We knew what our... Uh, our worth was and uh at a certain point i think towards the end i didn't i didn't i i didn't give a fuck and i think it showed on tv and i think it became the best shit on tv at the time um you gave me the microphone i never was gonna curse man i was never gonna say the wrong thing and they right. trusted me how else do you get the microphone on a billion dollar branded show that's live the only live this ain't the grammys or the emmys mm -hmm. we ain't rewinding shit dog so yeah, man, I I uh I was lucky, man. You get that microphone, that's the opportunity of a lifetime to to change everything. How how uh cuz I know that you still you still sell your merch and I'm Yeah, man, uh I got some shirts on uh, collarandelbowbrand.com and uh prowrestlingtees.com. You can search Enzo. Um but I sell my merch on, at live events and when I do autograph signings. I mean, you that's do, where the money You is. do a lot of the conventions. Oh hell yeah, brother. I'm out there with Kevin Nash and the fucking Steiner brothers and fucking shirts. fucking fucking nasty boys, just a fucking real real nostalgia act. Enzo out here just fucking running amok, dude, at these conventions, man. It's unreal that wrestling literally provided me a retirement plan. Like, yeah, I can you can sign forever. autographs off that seven year run in the WWE forever and make enough money to pay my bills. I'm not going to be rich doing that. And sometimes I'm going to run dry and I have to end up in Chillicothe, Ohio. And fucking yeah, yeah. out there in Columbus and Kentucky, you know. But what's been uh, the? Uh, how about this? What's been the most random place so far wrestling has taken you? Just city, uh, I've venue. Been, I've been to China, Ecuador, Chile, Peru, Japan, New Zealand, Australia, everywhere in Germany, the UK, Wales, Ireland, Spain, Madrid, Jesus. Rome. Um, Your passport uh, Singapore, is fucking lit. Singapore, Qatar, Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Saudi Arabia. Uh, 
Italy. Uh, I've did you fucking ever, seen everything. Did you ever do so, any of those? That's what uh, I mean. There's really not much. How was Saudi Arabia? I never wanted to be the guy who's in the main event. You know what I mean? Right. I just wanted to be the guy who could have a good time. Get the flight. Get Dude, the trip. Get the flight. <laughs> yeah. Get the babe. Get the hotel room. Yep. Do the deal. That was it for me back then. I mean, I've grown up. And, and, and you only get to do that once. And that's what I mean. Like, yo, I lived your dream. Yeah. Like, when I say that, I'm like, yo, if you're a wrestling fan, you watch this, dude. I drove a motorcycle to fucking work in Florida, dog. A fucking Harley. No helmet on. Had Liv Morgan on the back. Like, what the fuck? Cass was dating Carmella. We were young. We were getting drunk every fucking night, seeing the world for the first time. Everywhere you went, there was a new party. Now I'm single, and I'm on the road, and I'm fucking living life. Bro, you only get to be famous for the first time once. And Lord knows, I did not fucking hesitate to have a good time i couldn't believe it it's like you go out and people are buying you beers it's like what the fuck bro like when i was broke you wouldn't buy me shit now everybody wants to buy me a drink everybody wants to fucking bring me to the restaurant everybody wants to fuck you know so it was it was an adjustment and uh i i i didn't have to adjust i enjoyed it i, I just didn't give a fuck but you don't realize that you got that target on your back now yeah. you're the number one People merchandise seller in the world of pro wrestling you're the biggest star in pro wrestling sometimes you're you don't realize rookie. who you are you're a rookie they're treating you like a rookie you're flying coach you're in the back of these airplanes you're absolutely exposed to people you don't have security you're going everywhere and getting bombarded by people and fans and like you don't want to be too big for your bridges, but the company also doesn't want to make you too big for your bridges. So they don't want to let you know that you are the star that you are, but you're out here living a risky life. I mean, you're trying to get, you know, a, a, a girl you meet at the bar. She's like, oh, you're a pro wrestler. My name's fucking Linda, right? Meanwhile, Linda's fucking husband's down the street and her name's Samantha. You know, like, how the fuck would I know? How do you know? Yeah. How would I know? Well, you're in I town for that, one I night. I that risk every night. I'm in town for one night, dog. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know, like, fucking living. How how are the WWE groupies? Because there are some. Oh, they're beat, bro. You'd have, to, you'd have to be. I'm not getting into this. Look, can I have a girl now? All right? I'm not trying I don't, to. I don't even mean that. I just mean, like, the. Qu- <laughs> that's I fair. Wanna, you know what? <laughs> I just mean in terms of, like. Oh, they're fucking awesome, man. <laughs> what about on the music side? What is coming soon, man? Some of them have uh, less brain cells than teeth, and others have less teeth than they have brain cells. See, that's what I was asking. There is some of that going on. If you yeah. want a gumdrop, there's definitely some ladies out there willing to fucking give you a gummy. But uh, I, I fucking, I mean, man, it's you know, it's more about like the social game, right? Once you're once you surpass you know a million followers or something, like you kind of made it in the in the outside of the realm of wrestling. Right. Now you're an influencer too. You're it's both a new world, yeah. What about uh And I was the first guinea pig to get shit canned with a million followers and had to be like, bro, what? Like what how do we monetize this? Like, how do I make money? Like, what do I do? It's crazy, yeah, because it's crazy some of the things that like would go down that you would hear about. Well, they don't let third party shit happen in WWE, but AEW apparently like this guy is giving contracts to people that are allowing them to go do other things. So you can go work for Tony Khan, go wrestle, and then also do your own endorsement deal. Do your own endorsement deal, go be in a movie, go fucking yeah, that's kinda crazy. You know, but I you know, it's 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 uh it's a great opportunity for people to really, really, really reinvent the way money's made in this business right now. Mm. And he's kind of fucking really shaking. But you know what? At the end of the day, he can shake the cage all he wants, bro. The cage is still going to be there. It's, it's it's not going anywhere. Yeah, Vince is not going nowhere. Dude, WWE is a brand, and it's good for life. And it's publicly traded. And 
Hey, we got to stop the interview real quick to tell you about our family, our good folks at Odd Socks. You see me look. These are them Odd Socks basics on my skinny white fucking legs. I love Odd Socks. Go to oddsocksofficial.com. You're going to get 20% off at checkout if you use the promo code bootlegkev. That's one word, bootlegkev. Now, they got Odd Socks, which are great. My favorites are the basics. They also, you know, you got the licensed one. These are the Twizzlers. These are Baywatch socks. But then you got the basics. Now, these are what these are. Just the plain boys, man. They're so comfy, right? I always got the white basics, the black basics on. And I always got Odd Socks underwear on, too. They got the draws, all right? So what are you doing? Go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code BOOTLEGKEV. Save 20% off. Check out these fucking draws. Kool-Aid. Underwear, ladies and gentlemen. What are we doing? Oddsocksofficial.com. Bootleg Kev is the promo code. Save 20% off right now. Let's get back to the interview. I was surprised to see Cody Rhodes go back. Dude, I saw a picture on Twitter today of his pec yeah, that he tore. The yeah, bruise. I thought that. I was like, dude. I thought, it, I, thought it was a, I thought it was somebody put Triple H's body on Cody's Cody's head on Triple H's body. Because he, he also looks way... Remember Triple H yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what that was. I didn't realize that actually happened. So I don't yeah. know. You can fill me in. Like, what no, he, uh, my son was telling me about the match because he watched it yesterday. It was a Hell in a Cell match. I guess he had a torn pec and still did the whole match and then won. Uh, Seth Rollins came out in a dusty get-up with the polka dots. and Bro, if I, if I could wrestle two people in the world for a money angle, like the most money angles that are out there... Uh, it would have to be Cody and Roman. Mm. Like who's who? Who better to you know? But to me, Cody, um, I never really got to know him. Which right. uh, the way it just worked. Like I was in NXT, he was in WWE. He left, and like we just didn't have a run in. But I worked with Dusty, and I got to know Dustin pretty well. Um, but the work that Cody's put in, on crazy the, the matches. Like I'm, oh, I, it's crazy because I don't watch wrestling, right? But I'll, I went out of my way to watch Goldust versus Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And, dude, they locked up like six, seven times at the beginning. And I was so happy. I, yeah. I was so elated. You don't see guys do the old school lock up. Yeah, not no they, more. Now it's like lock up once. All right, now go behind. Yeah. It's like, nah, dude. Remember back in the day, they That's used to lock up. And then they would. Uh, yeah, and why did they lock up? Because that was when they were talking to each other. Because back in the day, they didn't talk in the back for 20 minutes about what they're going to do. They figured it out while they were out there. So when they're locking up, there's communication sometimes, you know? You but, hear- uh, I just I, I think that he kind of brought wrestling back to an old school style of match where it fit well when, I guess, you know, AEW has, like, look, at Young Bucks do the craziest shit, right? Mm-hmm. And some guys like Jim Cornette, old school guys, will be like, oh, that's fucking wrong. It's bullshit. And I'm like, yo, if the crowd's going nuts. Then, then it's right. Then it's right. I don't care if it doesn't make sense if yeah. they're fucking going nuts. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. But I can be nitpicking, and I can always sit there and be like, oh, that was that was stupid. That was bullshit. Right, that right. sucked. Oh, that should have been here or whatever. But Cody, dude, the pacing, the slow. The, the, I feel like I'm watching NWA in 1988. He did such a great job of leaving and then going over to like New Japan and just bouncing around and then... It just kind of all came to a perfect head when AEW launched, and he was the... Yeah, man, it was timing, like we talked about. Timing. Timing is everything, man. Randomly. Right place, right time. I moved to LA in 2016, end of 2016. The place I rent, I go to look at the place, Brandy Rhodes answers the door. And I'm like, me and my wife, I'm like, hey. I was like, maybe that's not her. Okay, then we walk in, 
And there's fucking like the Dusty Rhodes fucking boot on top of the entertainment center. And I'm just like, you're Brandy Rhodes. No way. That's wild. And I'm like, uh, I've interviewed your husband a bunch, you know, like at, at WrestleMania. Uh, I would always do the radio rooms and shit. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I ended up renting their old house and living in it for five years. Cause they, no way. Yeah, because like I moved to L.A. and they... Uh, That's where you lived in Tampa. No, here, in no, L.A. In, in L.A. they had a spot? Yes. I didn't so, know Cody lived out here. I thought he lived in Florida. He had a place in Burbank, and they moved to Atlanta. Because remember, they were shooting that reality show. Um, uh, dude, Atlanta is just wrestling. So they ended up moving to Atlanta. Like people just live in Atlanta, but like... Because of the airport, you know? Yeah, so and it's, cra- it's crazy because, like, I would still get their fucking mail and have to send it off to them and shit. But, yeah, it was so <laughs> random, like, that I ended up living for five Open years. Open up one of them fucking AEW paychecks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get any of that shit, but no, uh, it's, it's super random, man. So what are you doing uh, music-wise? What's next for you? So I got a couple tracks that I just released, hip-hop, uh, real one, R-E-A-L, number one, not the word. And uh, I got Cinematic Universe. And M and J as if M and M and Jay Z Renegade. Mm-hmm. So it's a play on those uh, that song Renegade in the great, in the, great in the record chorus. on the blueprint. My, man, that record kind of changed my life when I was a kid. I remember I was a sophomore playing varsity football, and I was riding around with the seniors. You know, going to the games on mm-hmm. Friday night lights. We were playing on Saturday. You're out there like looking for a fight. You know, the other teams are all going to like the Friday night game, and I was in the car, and they played Renegade. It just came out. Mm. And they had that shit bumping in the car. We were on our way. I felt like a badass, you know, a young kid, like with the older uh, seniors, you know, going to look for a fight. And I just remember it never got better. Meaning just rap music. The rap music. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I, I'm here now. Like it, that That was it. Yeah. I remember that moment. It never got better. I never had that. another one of those. <laughs> It never got better. I mean, I've had a few of those, but nothing better, man, because right. uh, Renegade was fucking unbelievable, and uh, two guys that influenced me so much, um, and, and a lot of, you know, the persona, I mean, the yellow hair, right, Eminem and shit, and uh, talking shit on the mic, and, you know, 8 Mile, the movie, and mm-hmm. and uh, Jay-Z went, gave me, I went to college because of Jay-Z, listen wow. to his music, open up businesses. Mm-hmm. I, I got I, I put money aside. I had business plans. I, I looked at my circle and said, No, not you. Right. Yeah, you. It's like he was he was giving game the whole time mm-hmm. he was cutting records and I loved that. And I and I love hip hop and I owe a lot to you get the fucking Wu Tang logo on your body. Yeah, man, you know what's cool about that? Man, I'll remember uh so I'm at Rolling Loud. My little brother's shooting it. He's on stage. He's filming Travis Scott. Travis right. Scott's going out, and everybody wants me to stick around for Travis, but they're playing at the same time as Wu-Tang, and I was like, uh, fuck Travis Scott. <laughs> no offense. I'm going to watch Wu-Tang. Yeah, yeah. And not that I don't like Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great music, but I like Wu-Tang better. Yeah. Sorry. Fair enough. Yeah. So I fucking, I got everybody mad at me for this, right? And I remember being so pissed off. You know, and like it just had a shitty day at Rolling Loud. So I was like, fuck this place. So, uh, you know, it was just like a, a fucking backstage was just a shit show. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Rolling Loud backstage is a fucking shit show. Shit show of a place. Shit show. And I was just like, I'm fucking over this. For all sure. It's doing, terrible. All I wanted to do was see Wu-Tang and I had yeah. to wait this whole fucking day for this. So now everybody's trying to drag him to Travis. I'm like, nah. So I go see Wu-Tang, and I'm on side stage, and I'm standing there, and I'm watching them fucking like 20 feet away, and I'm rapping along. I'm just loving it. 
I've never met Wu-Tang. I hear Wu-Tang likes wrestling, but I've always heard that, but I don't know, you know? And in all my years, I've met motherfucking dude, Jerry Seinfeld, gotten to know Dave Chappelle, gotten to know Jeff Ross, some great comedians, gotten to know some actors, The Weeknd, and, and, you know, met Drake. And, like, I met some motherfuckers, right? Bro, nothing was like this. I, I was speechless, and it's hard to get me speechless. It's hard to get me at a loss for words. But as they're getting off stage, I'm like, oh, damn, I'd love to meet one of the guys from Wu-Tang. Just any one of them. I don't give yeah. a fuck rolls by or Rayquan or fucking Meth, whatever. Right, right. And all of a sudden, Meth looks up and goes, yo, Enzo. And I was like. He came up to me, asked me for a picture. And you could see in the picture on my phone, I have tears in my eyes. I was so like, I made it. That was like my, my I made it moment. Fucking like, method. Man. It could have been anybody. It could have been anybody else. Dog, no, this was like my I made it moment. Right. I was like, dog, Method Man knows who I am. Like fucking Wu Tang. I have their tattoo here. Like fucking Meth knows me. So I was that was cool. But uh I, I usually never get shook or rattled by anyone. That was that I think it was just the climax of a fuck you day that just finally came and it made it all worth it you went through this day for this moment yes and that's what like welled up tears in my eyes it's like it was all worth being here at this shit show yeah rolling loud is a fun day but it's a long day and it's uh yeah it was hot out dude i was wearing pants was it out here fuck Uh, no it was it was was in queens oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh it was a nightmare shout out to jersey man so you got the uh gym you got the studio uh yeah yeah man i i so i own a music studio cinderella man studios in north bergen new jersey 73rd street in bergen line if you are an artist and you are hungry and you want beats and you want production and you need guitars you need pianos you need fucking drums i have everything in-house beautiful studio uh yeah so have you thought I, about I, launching your own weed strain now that it's kind of legal out there oh, bro, in New York? yes absolutely i want i want to start selling grams like i used to when i was in fucking high school mm. call them certified g's i like it are we what selling grams 0.8 kid all right 0.8 they're gonna make you put them in eighth bags though. You bro, i was i was busting down to 0. 0.7 0. 0.8 back you know what i mean i was fucking a scumbag <laughs> yeah and that's another thing right like man my story's so crazy Right. Because, like, I was in the mix with the wrong crowd growing up. Right. And some of them, most of my friends are dead, all from drugs. Overdosing? Overdosing. Every one of them. Like, more recently over the fentanyl shit? Uh, Yeah, definitely lost a few friends over the past few years, uh, like, that were really close. So, imagine if I grew up with, like, 15 kids in a circle, there's about six of us left. Wow. No bullshit. Mostly all drugs. Most people don't, like, I know a lot of people, and most people didn't see as many deaths as I saw amongst their circle with drugs. I Was that kind of like your town, suburbs, like where you're from? Man. Yeah, yeah. The, the Jersey, right outside New York City. You got access to anything you want. And we were in and out of alleys and smoking pot and doing kids were doing blow and shit. Yeah. Like I was smart enough to not want to do that. But the best thing that ever happened to me growing up was I was on probation for high school. Mm. So imagine I have to piss test. So now I can't do drugs. You can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. And that kept me in football and kept me in college because of football. So, like, if it wasn't for that piss test, I probably would have been fucking up on my buddies, but I didn't have a choice because I got into fist fights and I got into, uh, I was on probation, I had to go to anger management shit. Oh, anger management sucks. Anger I've, been, management I've been there. Incredible. Shout, shout out my man, Sal Petrusa. I haven't said your name in a long time. We used to fucking smoke pot right after we got pissed. Let me ask you this. You do anger management, you're sitting around and you're in a room full of people who like beat the shit out of their You wives. take that last piss test 
and you smoked that fucking I blunt right to, outside. I never had to do the right piss test. Right outside of Bergen One Plaza, motherfucker. Bergen One Plaza. Anybody who's a fucking G knows what Bergen One Plaza is. When you're a juvie and you're in some trouble, that's where you go. Yeah, when right. I was 18, I had to uh, do like court. I was know, bad. Yeah, I was bad kid. Court, my uh, parents didn't deserve it, and I tried to just anger management. Pay I would just, I would just sit every Saturday. I'm just sitting around these these motherfuckers like, damn. Everybody just in a competition of being quiet. I'm just like, who are like, who am I sitting with? Like one guy would be like, this is like, obviously he's fucking been in and out of prison his whole life. Probably beat the shit out of his wife. And I'm just sitting next to him. Oh yeah. Wait, how old were you? You were in with adults and shit? Yeah. Oh, you were no, 18. I was 18. Yeah. Oh, so you had to go with adults and yeah, shit. All Cause I fucking broke a chair at my house. Oh damn. It was a uh, criminal damage. What? Yeah. Criminal damage. You can't break your own damn, shit. You son. didn't know that? They hit you with that criminal damage. Nah, you want to hear a good story though? Well, out here in uh, WWE, we're, we got some people skinny dipping in the pool late night, 2 a.m. We're fucked up. Florida? Drinking in NXT. And we're all drunk. And I know the girl and the guys that are in the pool naked. I'm not in the pool. These are wrestlers? Yeah, wrestlers. A couple wrestlers. A couple ladies. So, whatever. I'm not getting into details. Nice tits? Um, I, I wasn't looking. Okay. So, here's what happens. They're in the pool. And the security I spy is calling the police. And he is fiddling with the gate. So the security's rolling up on him. And I pull up on him. I'm like, yo. And he's like, yo, do you know these people? I'm like, nah, man, I don't know. He's like, oh, they're trespassing. I call the police. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, shit, who is it? And I fucking get behind the guy, ring positioning, and I just launch him into the fucking pool, bro. He flies. <laughs> fucking phone goes flying in the air. Fucking flashlight goes up in the air. Comes, hits the water like a cat in and out, dog drenched head to toe in his full fucking security outfit right he's a little spanish guy yeah. he's real skinny and he's just got the clothes sticking to him right and he gets up and he runs and he and he and he, and he gets out of the pool and goes to chase me and as i'm running away he just slips like three four times because he's so this is an apartment complex apartment complex he's soaking fucking wet so big cast goes downstairs because he hears enzo yeah. uh enzo just got into a fight or he's got the cops called on him or something and cast is like no like this is my career you know yeah like, yeah you guys are tied to each other yeah, yeah. yeah so he's like he runs downstairs and all of a sudden he hears freeze so he puts his hands up cast is like oh my god he turns around he doesn't have his glasses on he realizes like the guy's coming up to him is it's the security guard it's not the cops and he's like why the fuck am i t why did you tell me to freeze he's like there's a perpetrator he's like what do you mean he goes he's throwing people in the pool right <laughs> and Cass is like wait a second he mean he threw you in the pool he bro threw I, you paid, in the pool. I pay to live here yeah. you're supposed to protect me bro like fuck you so then so then i ended up moving in with Cass into that apartment i would walk by that guy all the time and he would just look at me i had to buy yeah, him yeah, a, I, I had to buy him a new cell phone because they watched the footage back but they didn't know who it was mm. but yeah that was a good one that was a good one Talk, I mean, so when you, you, you guys you still close a, to you and Cass? you throw a stranger in a pool bro in a security guard outfit too. oh yeah oh it's not like getting thrown in a pool oh Bro, there's, there's things I did as a kid, you know, that just, there's no bigger, big, bigger, better adrenaline rush than doing something terribly wrong and running. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're just sprinting away from the police as a kid because you threw eggs at a car or something. Your time in, hey, like, question, ah! your time in Orlando, did you ever end up uh, at Mike Busey's house? Never, never made it to the Sausage Castle. Mm, I've been I a few Mike. times. I love Mike Busey. He could never pull me there. I almost went there the first time I met Post Malone. Yeah, that sounds uh, about right. Sh shout out my man Posty, bro. He was definitely all up in the fucking. He was sausage up in there. Castle. 
Yeah, the Sausage I Castle. I had a girl, bro. I, I was always caught up with a girl every time the Sausage Castle came around, and I knew better. Like, it was bro, a wild bro. place, man. It's a good time I hear from people, man. My brother went there. I bet he did. Yeah, it was very much like uh, the Juggalo version of the Playboy Mansion. It was like... It's a legend. He has the WrestleMania three ring in his backyard. Yeah, I didn't that know that. That is the Andre the Giant I didn't know Hulk that. Hogan ring. I didn't know that Mike got that. I just know that Mike. Built a tenth I just know that. every Veterans Day he has this one old white Incredible. lady. Incredible. Have you heard about this? I know all about it. He's just got this old white lady, Jenny Jizz. Jenny and, Jizz, and she's posted up at the Sausage Castle, and it's open season for any veterans that come to Mike Busey's house, and yes. she serves them orally. She's a good American. She's she, some, and her husband, no, she and her husband is films a it. Good American. She's a great American. She's a great American. Don't ever discount Jenny Jizz. She uh, and her husband, uh, Mike, so like, yeah, her husband just sits there and watches. Oh, he's a cuck. He's something. Oh, the, the, yeah, he's a cuck. Yeah. yeah anybody Florida's a wild place, man. You spent a lot of time there. Fuck. Ugh. Would you ever move back to Florida? Uh, yeah. Why not? You're in Jersey right now? Yeah, I'm in Jersey, man. I, don't, I, don't, I'm, I spend some time out here in L.A. too. Get out of here pretty often. Have a brother that lives here with mm. a room. So have a best friend. Uh, shout out my man, Sugar Free Rich. All you people who need fucking fat-free meals out here in L.A., like guys like fucking Pacino. Dog. They call him Sugar Free Rich because there's no it. sugar in his food? No sugar in his food. Mm. So if you're keto, you might want to go to Sugar this Free is him, Rich. At Sugar Free Rich. Man. Are you keto? He's serving, he's serving Bieber salmon. If the salmon's good enough for Bieber, it's good enough for oh, you. Oh, so he's serving, okay, he's I, serving them up, dog. Nice. Serving them up. What, what, like how how in shape do you stay to this day dog when i was in the wwe i did not work out man i just went out and drank and and my wrestling matches is where i got my cardio I do just, you do a lot more now dude, it's funny because like people are like oh he's enzo like you know he's small right. i'm like bro like yeah because i didn't need to be big you guys clearly liked me the way i was when i came out and cass is seven foot tall and big so he's big I, for I the really both of you the pressure dog i didn't yeah he was that, big enough for the I both also, of you i also was like yo dude like this shit ain't like it's 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 you can't dude it doesn't matter how much you bench press doesn't matter how much you fucking squat doesn't matter how many mma fights you have it doesn't matter mm. this shit is pro wrestling so i i was like yo i played an athlete in real life when i played college football mm-hmm. i don't have to be an athlete here yeah and i'm, bigger, and I'm bigger than the chatter bigger than the people who say that i don't know what i'm doing bro get in the ring with me Mm-hmm. listen to these people you've never heard them this loud you've never gotten them to, to this point you fucking idiot right well listen man i hope i hope you make a return to wwe one day but before or I, before i do you're gonna play me a fucking beat man okay we're gonna we're gonna get gonna we're gonna get a beat going we got a beat man throw the fucking triumph on <laughs> we got some headphones anything. for you Oh, we got to put the headphones on for it, too? Yeah, come on, man. We got to make sure you're... you're, you're... official like a referee would have whistled, man. There it is. Uh, I really do this now. I really do this, and I hope uh, I hope I don't fuck up. Let's go. We got... Get that beat going, We got man. Enzo People in here. Play. Real one. People think this shit ain't real, man. Okay. The music's real, baby. The real one is At here. real one. IG. Check out the music. Streaming on all platforms. About to crush this bitch. Uh. Uh. A lot of people, a lot of buying, I ain't fucking selling in my mind. Wrestling a place of dwelling, I ain't into dwelling. We could talk about the future, talk about the present. Honey, subject matter, I would like to delve in, uh. Like the nation, immigration, housing crisis and recession. Education, kids getting, ain't getting adolescence. Automatic weapons and depression. 
Suicide prevention over population and corrections Policies overseas, CBD, how it's helping epileptics Transgression, pill epidemic Big money, big business, big pharma, bad karma Synchronized message, subliminal Here's your visual, or listen up and let the radio tell it Yeah, yeah Molly Percocet, Molly Percocet, uh Molly Percocet, Molly Percocet Future's in your head, might as well manifest it in yourself Make the ultimate investment, say a prayer If you believe in resurrection, you believe in Christ and you believe in Armageddon But if you talked on beats and Jesus walks in geese, could you accept it or reject it? I'll make believers out of skeptics I'ma pull B Rabbit out of Ye's MAGA hat live on fucking Gretchen. We should go on Joe Rogan. I could talk hallucinogenics. Call Steve, shoot the breeze 316. How is not seconds? Hop on CNN tonight. Shed the limelight on Don Lemon. I could post up on the couch. I could dance around with Ellen. I could smoke a fucking ounce with Action Bronson at the session. Like, fuck, that's delicious. Yeah, my clutch is a Dutch. My vice is five star chefing. The only time you see me sweating. My shirt, I bet I did it. Shredded like some fucking subway lettuce. Bunny Ranch ain't no fucking house dressing. I'm in my birthday suit You looking at the naked truth like how you doing? Yeah, that's a statement, not a question Rosemary's baby Immaculate conception Born to break the rules, ain't no immaculate reception I ain't getting caught, this is shit that can't be taught I ain't never paid attention, I still owe that bitch some money And she ain't gonna get it Cause she still fucking love me Rosemary's baby And Rose ain't raised no dummy Nah, she raised the rent Off I went Heaven bound Hell sent, immaculate conception How you doing? That's a statement, not a question I'm EA all day, I'm open 24-7 I ain't open to suggestions I peep my mentions, what we got over here? Six, nine and Trey weigh a couple motherfucking felons I don't rep a set, never got a F I'm a 50 sipping effing I don't need no cosign, I ain't asking for protection If you talk about a moray, you can fucking get it If we talking about a moray, bitch, I fucking get it I'm my own man, got my own brand Built it with the microphone, tatted on my hand Irish and Italian, hothead He can turn the flames any motherfucking second Y'all already know, Mount St. Zoe's about to blow mm. uh, Like Mount St. Helens, I got New York life insurance I got five borough credit Raps, Chris Apps, they try and give me a charge I Euro step it Money bag, wedding band, you ain't invited to the wedding Stranger things on the mic, on a scale from 1 to 10, my bitch a certified 11 Off the charts, I'm on the charts, you're on the stairway to heaven You should probably get the stepping, little Zeppelin I can handle you, follow real one and you getting led I'm a Smith & Wesson and my words are fucking weapons Load a cock and aim it, pop your fucking melon Class in session Hands down on the man, so I ain't taking fucking questions. I ain't teaching what I'm preaching, but I'm up here like a reverend, up and screaming, up and yelling, up and dreaming, up and sweating with a three piece suit, speaking to Ray Lewis like the Hall of Fame inception. Ain't no echoes on my team if my wind's low. That ain't Hurricane Kellen, it's the calm before the storm. Rosemary's baby, immaculate conception. Okay. How you doing? How you fucking doing? Don't ever tell me I ain't fucking rapping. Don't ever tell me I ain't the gold rap. I'll put that shit on my Willy Wonka right now and fuck you in the ace. <laughs> Goddamn, man. Appreciate your time, brother. I'm a fan. I'm just... I'm, check out the new music. Check out the new music, and I hope to see you like on TV again soon. Man, I, I, uh, I hope the world gets to see the talent that has been fucking hidden in... Uh, in the realm of the, are you the and Cass still, social media. You, you, know? you and Cass still friends? Yeah, hell yeah, man. Just uh, all I'm saying, bro, is look, it, shit ain't easy. Shit ain't easy. Getting on TV, 
My man Big Cass is back on TV. And people that don't know, my man tried to take his own life. I didn't and know he that. Was, he was he was heavy into the substance, uh, you know, alcohol. And uh, alcohol's the devil. So I just want to give a shout out to Big Cass real quick for getting back on his fucking feet and back on TV. Because I remember when it was just a dream to be on TV for me and him. Yeah. And things get jaded. And you lose, you know. But man, take yourself back to that moment. Where you got on TV for that first time. Well, Cash, you made it back. So I'm happy for Big Cash. So keep your eyes peeled for him on AEW. Support me, Major League Wrestling. I'm doing some work with MLW. Dope. Shout out Court Bauer. Those guys are great. Shout out Spiff TV and Nori and EFN, the Realist Champs podcast coming soon. We're going to rock out. And uh, make sure you check out the music. Cinematic Universe, M&J. God is good. I cut a fucking trap God record like Yeezy, man, and, and fucking telling you it's good. G.I.G., God is good. There it is, my guy. Enzo Omori, or Enzo, or a real one, or, yeah, you know. Whatever, you can call me anything, you know, call me champ, just don't call me late for dinner, we'll be all right. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information hey guys back at the playground again huh yep you know what this playground could use a wine country heck yeah and some waves so we could go surfing oh <laughs> ah, love that a redwood forest would be cool i'm in ah ski slopes let's do it um tenor girl go shopping yeah, baby. wait did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.